Nothing on the Bunnell Foundation's Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast should be considered medical advice. Medical advice can only come from your CF physician. Cystic fibrosis can be a devastating diagnosis, but living with the disease can bring positivity and a new appreciation for each day. From the Bonnell Foundation in Detroit, Michigan, it's the Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast, sponsored by Vertex Pharmaceutical. Here's your host, Laura Bonnell. In our previous podcast, we talked to Dr. Samuel Nasser, originally from Egypt, but a doctor for the past couple of decades at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. She's a professor of pediatrics in the pulmonary clinic and the CF Center director. In 1997, she began convincing doctors that CF did exist in Egypt. They were slow to believe her, but in 2004, Dr. Nasser and colleagues started testing people with CF in Cairo and have since diagnosed about 1,000 people with the disease and plan to diagnose thousands more with a sweat test that she recently acquired and took to her native country. The life expectancy in the United States for a patient with CF is 47 years old. For a person with the disease in Egypt, it's between 8 and 12 years old. But life is getting better thanks to testing. Anis Mansour is 35 years old and has three children with his wife, Amal. They didn't know that they were carriers of the cystic fibrosis gene. Their seven-year-old daughter, Sama, does not have cystic fibrosis, but their twin boys, Omar and Abdulram do have CF. They found out shortly after they were born. Omar needed surgery for meconium ileus, and Abdulram had the same issue but did not need surgery. The Ministry of Health in Cairo, Egypt, they don't recognize cystic fibrosis yet as a disease, so it's not covered by insurance, and this causes many challenges to people like the Mansour family and other families after diagnosis. The full transcript for our podcast is available on our podcast page. Did you know that you were carriers of this genetic disease? Did you hear about it? We didn't know we were carriers. You know, there are Omar and Abdurrahman who were carrying the cystic fibrosis or suffering from cystic fibrosis or homo, I don't know if I'm spelling this right, they are homozygous, or, which means the two parents have the same uh, right, the same uh, mutation, gene mutation with them. Yes. Yeah. So knowing that the Minister of Health doesn't recognize CF in Egypt yet, how did you hear about cystic fibrosis and what symptoms were the kids having when you thought something was wrong? Okay. First, when they were born, they were, uh, I don't know, neonates or pre uh, born before the, the, the time they were supposed to be born. I have a definition I can't remember now. They called them. Uh, Premies? Premature? Yes, yes, that's it. Excuse my English, so some terms. You are great. You speak English fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, it's me that's like, hey, how do you pronounce that? So you're you're fabulous. At first, they were born preterm. I, I, I remember 31 weeks of gestation or something. And then they were in the, in the intensive care in the hospital. The both, of the, both of them were uh, having difficulties in, in stool releasing or whatever. Yeah. Then one of them got stuck with his stomach and the doctors told us uh, he's suffering from something called meconium ileus or something like this. It's, it's stuck in the, the lines or, or the bosses of the food and, and the test, and you know, in the distance. Uh, he had a, um, a surgery. It was Omar. He had a surgery uh, after nine uh, I think nine, nine days 
after he was born. And the other one, Abdurrahman, was just suffering from the same thing, but with, with some uh, medicines, he, he, he just, uh, the stool just went and, and he was fine. And then the doctors uh, suspected many things. They said it could be blah, blah, it could be blah, blah, and it could be cystic fibrosis, something called cystic fibrosis at this early stage. But this is something we don't think it, it could be. My father, by the way, is a doctor to my mother. <laughs> and my father is a doctor for kidney and he knows a lot about the, uh, these things. But, but he told me this is something we, we just studied at the, at the college. We, I didn't even met anyone with this uh, disease. So it was an option, but it was not the thing they were looking for. Uh, we did some testing and this uh, sweat chloride test, and it came positive, but they said uh, a negative at this early stage. But they said it's not uh, representing or presenting anything at this uh, early stage. And then we did this uh, genetic mutation test, and we did test, uh, we did the, the uh, sweat chloride test again, and this time it uh, came positive, positive for both. And the genetic uh, test uh, came positive with the gene mutation of N1303K, not delta or these things which are more common, maybe uh, in UK or, or USA or something. And that's it. We began our journey looking for the medicines, what, what this uh, diseases were searching. I became myself, I'm, I'm an engineer, an architect, and I work in animation and, and advertising. I became a doctor myself. I was going to the pharmacy and I say, I want a pancreatic enzyme for some blah, 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 because blah, blah, blah. I said, are you a doctor? No, this, this was the situation. I had to go through a journey. I didn't want to, but yeah, it, I was in this by, by all means. And their mother was with them all the time. They were feeding by rail by this tube in, in the nose for about eight months. They were both in, in, in the car and they were this syringe, you know, this syringe or with a fry and we're going anywhere and just pushing some food in their nose. This is the only way they were accepting food. And this is the only way they were feeding. Were you able to get enzymes? Uh, this is a, a different thing. Uh, at first, it was available here in Egypt by higher prices than uh, other markets. Yeah. Like how expensive? We managed to get some uh, medicines, uh, pancreatic enzymes from pharmacies, pharmacies or friends with uh, uh, maybe NGOs that helps people in this thing. We paid for it or it was kind of helping how to get it, not how to pay for it, you know? So both it's, it's a burden, both are burden, but, but you know, the, the big burden was how to find it. How to pay, not how to pay for it, you know. At first, it was reasonable, about 300 pounds, about 20 dollars or something. Now, by this uh, days, 20 pounds. Uh, then it just raised and became scarcer. We're not finding any in the market. Uh, even in, in the hospitals, Aborish or, or hospitals, which are hospitals known for, for treating these uh, conditions, they were suffering from the lack of this. It was really not available for, for anyone. Then by after 
one or two years, it became not available at all. It became traced until it reached sixty dollars or seventy dollars, means one thousand pounds or something for for the pack, the one pack for crime enzymes, pancreatic enzymes. And now, before we talk, exactly before we talk, I met a friend who came from outside. He he got me three bottles just half an hour ago. I mean, you know, I'm getting ready for the, maybe the lockdown, coming lockdown or something. I need some, um, I, I need to, to have some uh, some bags for, for the kids, you know. And you have two kids. Like, I have two girls with CF, so not twins, but. Yes. So you need double. Yes. So how heartbreaking yes, exactly. is that, that you can't, and how. Thank God, things are better, better. The last two years are, are much better, alhamdulillah, thank God. Things are much better. Uh, they are doing very well in, in terms of um, their general health condition. And they are beautiful and, and, and they are funny and everything. Thank and they are feeling normally. The common thing about cystic fibrosis is how to gain weight. And, and uh, this is a common thing. It's hard to get weight. You know? But everything else is, is fine till now. They will be five years old by 11th of March. When times were hard before, how did you and your wife, you know, mentally handle this? We didn't mentally handle it. Okay. Just like any other thing you can, you must, you must deal with it. To be honest, she was maybe stronger than me in this. I pretend or I, I, I had to be solid and, and accepting everything. But deep inside myself, I was just, uh, you know, she was living with them 24 hours. I was just trying to go to work. I was trying <laughs> to go to work. Yeah, we are just, you know, in hospitals for two weeks. Then we go out in two days. Then we go back in hospitals. Oxygen, we, we made a small uh, ICU unit, intensive care unit in, in home. Two oxygen uh, containers with... Uh, Flometers and we're, we're, she she learned to, to put the rail herself, you know. We wasn't going to the hospitals anymore to, to put the rail to feed them. This was very hard times. I think of all that I've learned, flushing heparin, flushing their lines, all the stuff that it was like, you want to be able to do it for your kids instead of taking them to the hospital. So you learned a lot. Of course, <laughs> so I became I became like a doctor myself. The pharmacist, when I go and buy something, he's, are you a doctor? So I'm, I'm an architect. I work in animation and advertising and all these fancy things. But I had to go all the textbooks and search Google cystic fibrosis conditions, uh, treatments, uh, all these stuff. And so are your kids able to get treatments? I know you can't get the maybe the same thing we have in the United States, but are you able to get... The genetic uh, medicines? Yeah, or any of that, or even palmazyme or albuterol or any of those treatments? You know, we have a very big trouble in getting crying, the, pancreatic, the basic pancreatic enzymes from outside. And, and now we managed to get bags for each month any one of my friends and friends of my friends, anyone coming from this place or this place, this place is cheaper. So, you know, even health insurance here is this, the medicine is not available, you know, it's not available in the market. So it won't help any, by any means. So this is the big thing now. 
At the time of lockdown, the first lockdown for coronavirus, thank God we, we had a stock back then. Then it ended up exactly after this, we managed to get one bottle by one bottle, you know, one pack of medicine by one pack of medicine. So we're just managing this by this tiny space. So the other medicines are, I'm not thinking of this matter by this mean. I was thinking of uh, relocating immigration or something. Uh, this is the solution I have for them to be able to to be enrolled in, a, in an insurance system that provides this medicines. I know I went to Oman to the Mekfa uh, uh, first uh, launching uh, event and I met doctors from all over the world, from really literally all over the world interested in this uh, disease. And I, I remember this was in uh, 2016. And at this time, these uh, medicines were a breakthrough. And all the talking about the this medicines that they are very uh, expensive. They are very, very expensive. And no one can handle to fund this by himself, even if he was rich, very rich. I remember a doctor from Qatar. You know, Qatar are, are a very wealthy country. It's a very wealthy country. He said he had an acquaintance, uh, and he was big enough, he was like Amir or something, you know. <laughs> so uh, he said, no, I don't want the, the state or the, the, the country to, to help me in, in funding myself. I will fund myself. He said that he was, he was joking about the, the prices of this medicine. He said hey, he, he went bankrupt, <laughs> you know. So your kids aren't on any treatments, just enzymes? Just enzymes, and you know these uh, ventilators, or, or not ventilators, sorry, the um, nebulizer. A nebulizer, sorry, <laughs> nebulizer. Yeah. Interviewing you, talking to you, talking to Dr. Maggie, talking to Dr. I think um, it's uh, Fauda. I don't. Yeah, Samia. I mean, it makes me so mad that you don't have the same that we do here in the United States. I think it's criminal. I think it's disgusting and sad and it makes me crazy. So, and everybody can't immigrate here, right? So what do you do? <laughs> Not everybody can immigrate, you know. I, I, right. Maybe maybe I have, I have better chances than, than some other people. I know I have better chances. I, I met people in this journey who cannot just afford Gonna find something who can who can afford this crime. So his his son or her his his daughter is not taking any medicines whatsoever. Just okay. So that's it. Yeah, the COVID nineteen thing and this vaccine and even this. I think the the, the distribution of the vaccine will be a little bit biased too. It's that's life and that's business, you know. At the end of the day, it's business. So what do you see your future for your kids with CF? Um, what's kind of your plan going forward to keep them healthy? As healthy? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I made a lot of plans, really. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the number of plans. And, and, and I tried to do this. I tried to do that. And now... Uh, to be honest, I'm trying to, to live the day and think, what next? I'm trying to do the next right thing. Just that. The next right thing is how to get crime and how to do some work to afford this crime and live to, to see what next. So 
that's the thing, the thing I'll do until uh, God can help us in this <laughs> situation. You know, it's, uh, it's beyond my capabilities and beyond. And when you see what other countries have access to medications better than you, is it hard because you can see so much on the internet now and you can see what's out there? Uh, we can see, we can all see what we're missing, you know, now. We're missing this uh, food, we're missing this. Uh, I know this is a different thing, but I'm trying to deal with what I have and, and what I can do, what I can afford and what plans I can put and execute, you know, rather than looking for what I'm missing. So I didn't choose them to be with this situation. So that's it, uh, nothing to say, you know. If I was talking to your wife, what would she say? Would she say... The same thing. Yeah. She's more calm than me. She's even... Uh, I'm the man, and she's... By this situation, she's staying at home with the kids. So I'm thinking about money, about work, about traveling, how to go out. I'm calling my brother, and I'm calling... I'm calling you. I'm, I'm doing this interview. I'm just... So I went to a man and this mikvah, I met Christine and all the other doctors. I'm doing my thing, and she's doing my her thing. She's trying to take care of them daily, day by day, how they feed, how they sleep, their, their lungs, their nebulizer, how to do them, this uh, sessions of nebulizer, day by day, and to be able to think for the future, you know. We can't do our job now, the right step now. We, we won't be able to think of the future. And tell me a little bit about the kids. Do they run around a ton? Are they little monsters? Are they sweet kids? Like, what's their personalities? They are very, very, very sweet. They are, uh, maybe, not maybe, they are the best thing in our lives. And they are a genius. <laughs> they are genius with, with yeah. <laughs> with fantasies and, uh, and thoughts bigger than their, uh, you know, their, their age. And that's what I found with kids with CF. All the CF kids I know are really smart. They adjust so well. My kids are so mature because of everything they've gone through. They're 23 and 26. So, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yes. It's definitely post-traumatic stress. Like, yes. Of everything. This exposure to all these events at these early stages, and, and they think everyone in, in, in life, when they are wrong, or when they are young, are taking these medicines, are these pancreatic enzymes. They say that uh, all people in the world are taking these. I said, no, you have something. You're special. You're you know this. Uh, that's it. Dads don't often talk about their emotions as much as the moms do in relation to CF. Yes. How many siblings do you have? Uh, four, two brothers and two sisters, yes. So do you talk to them about it? Do they have any kids with CF? Did Were they surprised that you had? No, no, thank God, no. But I'm talking with them occasionally about thing about new medicine, a new, new opportunity for travel, you know, or, or migration. Even some, some some opportunities for immigration just uh, make, you know, this uh, healthcare check before you got accepted to the, the to be an immigrant to make sure that the family doesn't have any disease 
you know, uh, this uh, chronic disease that, that will cost the, 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 the country too much, you know, millions. So it's a matter of opportunities, what to do and what to So we're talking too much, but we're talking about opportunities, not about, you know, feelings. Feelings, sometimes you don't want someone to touch it. I'm okay. <laughs> Just this. I'm okay and everything will be okay. Let's do the right next step, as I told you. And then, so your kids don't have the vests. Are you doing physical therapy? Physical, physical therapy, you know, physical therapy for hands or something. But I think these vests are, are, are available in the market, available here too, but we don't have it, so we just don't have it. We just are comfortable more with this, uh, you know, hand therapy. Gotcha. Well, what other hopes or dreams do you have for your kids, either just in life or with medications? For me, I'm hoping and I'm trying and putting plans and living in a better place that could provide a better healthcare system for them. And or maybe here we can develop our healthcare system. I don't know. We have an experience with the virus C and it was very, very, very promising experience here in the healthcare system. But I think this level of medications and this level of diseases is still far away from, from the, the system here, the, the healthcare system here to be embedded in it, you know? So I'm basically, I'm thinking of immigration or relocation. I'm just, all, all the time, I'm studying uh, opportunities, I'm studying offers, maybe I'm sending my, my job offers, I'm, I'm looking for job offers for myself. Even I, I have my own studio, you know, and I wanted to, to, to continue and get bigger and get bigger, but I'm looking for them so that I'm, I'm looking for some opportunity for them to be enrolled in the healthcare system that, that could be better for them. You don't have any health insurance right now that covers cystic fibrosis, right? No, no. And then do you have any idea where you would immigrate to? Would you go to London because your brother's there or? I'm trying to find a job offer there so that I can relocate on a job offer. Uh, I think some, some regulations just a couple of days ago, someone sent me some, the regulation changed after the, the Brexit uh, for non-EU citizens, they can go and find a job. So uh, we're searching for other, uh, I tried Germany, I, I went through some yeah, I went this journey, uh, this part of learning uh, German and uh, trying to, to relocate the find job offer in UK and Canada. I searched all these and tried these spots. You know, I have to do this in parallel, you know, have to work for money. I have to, these are just conflicting buses, you know. I'm working, <laughs> I'm trying to make my studio bigger and get some job. I'm trying to leave, <laughs> so it's not... It's not in parallel. They are opposite. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Have you tried the United States, or do you, or is that not possible? This is hard. The United States maybe from the hardest places, especially after Trump with his whole uh, <laughs> regulations. I don't know what will come next. So I'm just begging for other opportunities all the time. What do your parents think about? the cystic fibrosis and the fact that you might need to leave Egypt? What do they think about everything that you're going through? They know and they're supporting all the way. They're supporting from the, the very uh, first moment. 
uh, they know the situation, they know the all the stuff of the, the, the burden of money, the, the how to reach the medicines and uh, and all the, the situation that might come after that and um, their needs. So they are supporting by all means. What do people make there? Because I'm just trying to be able to talk about how drugs are expensive and the salaries or whatever. Okay. Uh, generally, even if you are a business owner or, or, or in a very high position, uh, I was working in a company before the, by January 2020. But then I quit for some reasons for, for the job. I was taking a good salary. Even this salary cannot help me getting just the drugs that I need, the medicines I need, uh, crying and living and, you know, a car petrol. The, the basic living costs or expenses, expenses yeah, the basic living costs are just met by the good salary or the high salary. So getting the genetic medicines, I don't think it's applicable for anyone. You know, it's it's about. I tried to 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 calculate it. It's in in the best case scenario, it could cost about six hundred thousand pounds. I think I was so for two kids, it's one million and you know one million point two. So you need to keep them and save them after all your expenses and all the other medicines. This pancreatic enzyme. This uh, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, GI medicines, you know, whatever, Nexium or something, you know, Nexium or Nexium. So it's it's really hard by, by this spot to, to go that way. Uh, except if the healthcare system could manage to, to do some, you know, deal with the, with these companies and enroll this in healthcare system. I don't know if it could be possible or not yet. Well, that's really sad, right? I mean, even if the medicines were available, you couldn't even afford them. Even if you're living in a good state or you're taking a good salary, it's way beyond this. By the prices, maybe some other, uh, you know, competitors or, you know, but I don't think that the, the industry of, of medicine, pharmacy, it's, it's a big industry. It's all about money. So, yeah, to be real, Liani, it's, uh, it's hard. To go that way. Was there anything else that you want to add about either the struggle or the good that you and your wife have been going through? Something I didn't ask you because I really want to get the emotion of what the life and challenges are in Egypt with kids. Maybe something about this situation, the world, the old world, isn't it? COVID-19, the first lockdown and this second wave or whatever they will call it, or the second mutation, the second uh, dangerous mutation, which appeared just a couple of days in the UK and Italy and whatever. You know the culture here. This is another. The culture, I have to say to every and each one I meet, sorry, you need to wear a mask because I have two kids with that travel, so I'm a little bit cautious. You know, this whole thing is... Another burden, you know, it's a burden, psychological burden. I need to say this too much. And I need to, to be like uh, I'm antisocial or something, which I'm not. I don't want to come with you. I don't want to eat there and there. I'm just eating at home. I'm just 
all the, the food is done at home. Uh, or I have to get it in the microwave for three minutes or something or get it. So uh, you're not coming with us. You're not coming. We're going to this. You know, no, no, no. This is a different thing, especially when the culture here is, is open without measures, you know, without, without precautions. Without, uh, this is the thing, you know, right now. This is another burden. So even in COVID, people aren't masking? <laughs> Believe it or not, yes. That's scary. Very scary, very scary. Wow. So worse than the United States, no masking? Yes, yes, Egypt, Egypt, uh, uh, yeah, Egyptians are, you know, funny and taking everything with, with a sense of humor, you know. So be it, yeah, COVID is, is, a, is their friend. We're living with it, we believe they are superheroes. It's great to talk to you. It's really a pleasure, Laura. In our next podcast, we will be talking to Dr. Maggie Naguib, a doctor who works with cystic fibrosis patients in Egypt. The original music in this podcast is performed by Kevin Allen. It's not complicated. Who happens to have cystic fibrosis. We all got our worries and fears. I know what's got you frustrated. But loving you is so all right. This has been the Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast. For more information and to learn more about the Bonnell Foundation, check them out online at thebonnellfoundation.org. That's B-O-N-N-E-L-L foundation.org. This podcast was sponsored by Vertex Pharmaceutical, the science of possibility, and produced by Jagged Detroit Podcasts, 